0: audience good morning people listening to the raw audio on podcast good morning hey Buffy how are you good morning everybody um okay so there are coffee chat notes Um, you're welcome Janet for the goodies on the working single mom.com under the free download section good morning Stacy good morning oh Stacy and Lacey look at that I made a rhyme Okay, so here's the thing, um, people are loving the goal sheets and the notes, and I had a particular trajectory for today, you can see I have a whole stack of notes that's a free downloadable on Um but I feel like the uh, universe wants me to do something different, I'll say God because I'm a God girl, but for those of you that are not God people, which is totally fine, I feel moved and motivated to, uh, do something else with you this morning. Um, oh good lord, we've got creepers already. Okay, let me block some of these folks here. Um, all right, so I think that a lot of people are having a hard time right now. Um, I personally know of a lot of people that are in economic distress, uh, from, um, you know the pandemic and possibly being out of work, I know that probably a lot of you may be challenged this holiday season um, and I think that a lot of people are going through a lot a lot of hard stuff so I'm gonna tell you uh a little bit about for those of you that have been following me a long time, everybody knows something about my background um and we don't i don't go into all but like you know that uh i'm sorry people are uh Lacey, i don't pm anybody um you can if you want to contact me you can contact me through my email address um, you can find my email address in the about section of the facebook page you can also find my contact information on the site theworkingsinglemom.com just uh as an fyi you guys we don't um we don't accept messages to the working single mom page because of all the spammers we also don't send messages from the working single mom page and i also do not send friend requests you will see a post pinned to our uh facebook page that alerts you all that there are people out there that are imitating us and trying to use um Trying to use my profile pictures and whatnot to spam things and run contests and all that. So that's not us. We don't do that. Um, Anyway, so for those of you that follow Coffee Chat, we have been talking about goals. We've been talking about how to create the new year that you want. We've been talking about what you want to leave behind. I've been asking questions such as... um, I've been asking questions such as, what do you really want? Um, Last week I asked you to think about why not in reference to your goals, in reference to making big goals, like why not? Like to make, um, to think about what you really want for yourself and why you don't just write crazy goals, because what do you have to lose, right? So I asked you to look at why not. Why wouldn't you make this goal? Why wouldn't you just decide that you wanted this for your future? Like, what do you have to lose by just writing it on paper? Why not? So um, we've been talking about all of that stuff. The coffee chat notes this week, I took some excerpts from the workbook. So we created a workbook for you and your kiddos, which is available for sale on Amazon.com. And what I did for the coffee chat notes this morning, which you can find on theworkingsinglemom.com, it's downloadable and it's for free. And what I did was I took a couple of select pages from the WonderWorks workbook that we created and to give you an idea of what's in there and to also give you some things to think about as you end this year and do so in a position of strength because that's my goal my goal is that you end this year in a position of strength and that you create the new year from that from a position of strength from a position of why not why can't i just make crazy huge goals because what do i have to lose so this week um i had a cameo appearance in success magazine which was kind of cool um and that and i you might have caught the post that i made I posted something about thinking about like how I got here. And um, for those of you that are following and you're new to following me, The Working Single Mom is my give back. I have a job. I am a full-time business consultant and director of project management. I have my own company. We do business consulting. Um, I also work for a huge law firm in Miami as their director of project management. And so we take care of all kinds of things for small businesses. So the working single mom stuff is not where I make my living, it is my give back. I do it because um, because I want to and because I once was where all of you probably are or have been and I got myself out of that and forwarded the action in my life by using the principles and the tools that I keep talking to you about. Um, so in one of the posts that I made when I told you guys about the success magazine hit this week um I I talked about the bankruptcy and um you know all that kind of stuff. So when Antonio, so my son is going to turn 20 in 2021 and he was born in 2001 and um I posted something yesterday morning which was a memory from 2015. Which, I don't know, some of you I know saw it, and some of you may not have seen it. And so, what I wanted to talk to you about is how there's always possibility. There's always the possibility to move from where you are um, to where you want to be. There's always possibility you're never without a solution, and you're never without options. So back in 2001, um, Antonio was born in, my grandfather died in April of 2001, Antonio was born in May, um, and I ended up filing bankruptcy towards the end of 2001, so it was right around November, December, if memory serves me correctly. And the reason for that was my grandfather had gotten really sick. I had quit my job to go and help my grandmother take care of him. He died at home with hospice, and he was home for, they told him he had three months to live, and he lived for a year. And if you knew anything about my grandfather, that wouldn't surprise you. So I left my job, and I was just doing part time work. I was married to Antonio's dad at the time. He had filed bankruptcy because that was his personal choice. I got myself in a position where um, I had, you know, credit card debt, and back then it wasn't a lot, but it was it was to the point where like creditors were calling and all that. And he just said, um, you know, you should just file bankruptcy like I did. And I had just had a baby. My grandfather had just died. I I didn't know what to do, and um, and so. I just said, okay, which, which I wouldn't have said that now. Um, but of course, you know, we're 20 years later. So I used his bankruptcy attorney and I did that. I filed bankruptcy. I tried one of those credit consolidation services first. I think it was called America credit or something. And, and so that, you know, I was doing that and, um, and then he filed and then he was like, you should just file, you know, it's easy. They'll stop calling and everything will just go away. And, and i was i think 32 right cuz i'm 52 now so i so i i didn't know what to do i my heart was broken my grandparents were like my parents to me um you know what it's like to have a new baby and um i didn't really know what to do so i so i took his advice and i did that and i cried all the way to bankruptcy court um and i remember sitting there like among there's a lot of interesting people at uh you know at Bankruptcy Court and a lot of different circumstances Um, and I remember sitting there and just feeling like a low life piece of shit I just felt like I felt like such I just felt so dirty and gross and like such a loser and um, I cried all the way through the proceedings and I cried all the way home and uh, and I remember thinking like you know are you kidding me like I'm a complete failure I'm 32 years old I have a baby I have a marriage that sucks that isn't working um, that I don't want to be in and I've got this baby now and my grandfather passed away and I don't really know I don't really know how to get I don't really know what to do and um so when I tell you that I've been studying success principles since I was 12, that's the truth. And of course, my mom was studying them, so I was studying them with her, and much under duress, right? We talked a little bit about what your kids think about, you know, when you're telling them about this workbook and about the tools. So from the time I was 12 until probably, you know, in my late 20s, early 30s, I mean, I had my own little bit of a practice, and, you know, I worked some of the tools, and I knew they worked because I had seen them work for my mom, and you know but i wouldn't say that i was uh practicing as if my life depended on it i i would say that i practiced like it was something interesting and um and so that christmas season after the bankruptcy um i just i just decided that i didn't want to repeat you know that for my son i didn't i wanted to make sure that antonio um, you know, would always would not want for anything. And I wanted to, uh, not repeat. I I didn't want that bankruptcy to define me. Right. So I made a pact with myself that I would just start practicing these principles and using these tools as if my life depended on it, because I felt like at that point it did. And, um, And I remember watching them take my car, you know, because of course I I had a new car and they repossessed it. And um, I remember them coming and it was so embarrassing. And they like, you know, they come and they hooked it up and they hauled it out of the driveway. And yeah, and we lived in a house. um, We were renting a house with one of his, with one of my husband's friends. And that's kind of the house that he put me and the new baby in and the, um, the kitchen cabinets were there had been like a flood or some water damage and the kitchen cabinets were like made out of press board and so like if you so underneath the sink, like if you you couldn't open the door, but like if you pulled it, like if you went like this, the whole piece of cabinet like would come it was and the carpet, there was a carpet in the kitchen, it was all sticky. And um and we had furniture like that someone had given us and I had to like cover it with um you know, those cotton blankets that you can get at Walmart or Target. And so I had, you know, I had covered it and I would sew pillow covers out of fabric um, to, to change up the living room and stuff. And you know, everything was clean. We just really, I had pretty much nothing. And at one point the kitchen window had broken in the door and like we didn't have enough money to fix it. So we just had it boarded up with like tape and cardboard and like that so um i started practicing i started doing all the things that i tell you to do right i made index cards and i wrote affirmations in a book and i made vision boards and gratitude lists and manifestation lists and i started to really watch what i was thinking um what i was talking about what um i thought was possible and um you know, Beth is saying, wow, that kind of steps on my toes. Do I practice my tools as if my life depends upon it? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know, Beth, do you or could you? I I didn't, you know, I wasn't until I felt like, what I felt like was, I had studied, I was 32 at that point, almost 33, and I felt like I knew all these principles, I had watched them work for my mom, I had worked them somewhat when I was younger, and I had seen that when you work them, they work, but I didn't devote myself to it like as if my life depended on it, I just, um, and at the point to which I was driving back from the bankruptcy and came back to that house and just saw, you know, the circumstances as they were, um, I I decided why not why why can't I just make goals that are you know that don't seem like I could ever possibly have that happen? and um, I think at the time I was making a couple hundred dollars a week, and then I was offered a job at three hundred and fifty dollars a week, which was like a huge amount of money to me at that particular time and um and I started working for a gentleman that I then worked almost 17 years for um, and, and we're still friends. And, um, and now I've gone on you know to do other things, but now I'm working with and for someone that I've known for two decades. So I, I've always been blessed to uh, work with good people and for good people. So after the bankruptcy, You like you go through this like self worth thing, right? And I'm talking about this this morning because I think that probably some of you might be in circumstances that you can't believe you're there and you can't believe you're in them and you don't know if you'll ever get out of them and you don't really know what to do and you don't know if it's possible. And you know, you might come to my page and you might see that I have a million and something followers and you might look me up on the internet and you might see, um, you know, that there's all this stuff out there about me, good stuff about my work and books and this and that. And you might think, oh, well, yeah, she says whatever, but I wonder if she really knows what it's like. Um, So I do, and that's why I'm sharing this with you this morning. So I want to remind you that I absolutely do know what it's like to not know how I'm going to pay my bills and to not know how I'm going to put gas in the car. And um I remember... Um, so I didn't have a car after they repopped the car, and I had no credit, obviously, because I filed bankruptcy, and I had no money, and I wasn't sure how the hell I was gonna fix that, so we ended up buying this, um, so a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine on Cape Cod, a good guy, sold me a Toyota Corolla, um... And it had roll up windows, and it was like one of those box, you know, it was when they used to be like the box model, right? And um, and it was like a ninety something. It was like two thousand and one, so it was a few years old. But it had really low miles on it. It was in really good condition, and it had the you know it had the crank up windows, um, which the car that got repossessed was a Chrysler. I had bought a Chrysler. Why can't I think of the name of it? A Chrysler Cirrus. I had bought for myself and it man that car was like the bomb to me right so I was like in my late 20s and I was making like 30 something thousand dollars a year and I thought I was all that and that's when I had met Antonio's dad and then like we got married super quick and um, and then you know all hell broke loose right so them repopping that car was just, like, it was a hit on so many levels. Watching that thing, like, get hooked up to a tow truck and drive out of the driveway. And I thought, oh, my God, my life is over, man. I am such an effing failure. I was like, I have this kid. They just re my car. I don't, like, <laughs> I'm living in this shitbox house. Yeah, I, uh. I was pretty sure that everything was just like, it was not, it was not a, it was not a pleasant time, but you know, I had been well trained right since I was 12, um, by a lady that was a warrior, my mom and grandparents that, you know, were broke and, and, and then, you know, everything that they had, they worked for, they worked seven days a week. And so I, I come from, you know, an Italian family, um, that works hard and, um, so some of you are saying, you know, that you know what I'm talking about because you're in debt and you feel like you'll never get out of debt and whatever and and um yeah, I've been in crazy debt a couple times in my life, Joy, and uh and I've gotten out of out of it every time. So if you are in crazy debt, you you will get out. There is light at the end of the tunnel, so don't worry. You your first order of business is to get your mind right. And then get your attitudes and actions to line up with your mind. Because if you can't get your mind right, you will stay in the mess that you're in the middle of. And, uh, so, I had, so the car, right, with the roll-up windows. And, um, and then, you know, I used to wonder, like, how I would put gas in the car. and, And I remember, like, scrounging on the floor of the car looking for change. And, um not knowing how I would do Christmas. And, and then I, um, I ended up leaving Antonio's dad and we got a divorce and then I ended up with an opportunity to move to Tennessee and, um, and work and help start a couple of companies. And so um, I went, I did it, I went to Tennessee. And I moved to Tennessee, I didn't know, I knew a couple of people that work-wise with the company that, I was a gentleman that owned the companies that I was working for. Like we had an established little bit of base in Tennessee. So I knew those people. And they moved me into this really nice, like three bedroom condo with two bathrooms and the company was paying for part of it because my office was to be, you know, in there. And um, and he had helped me get a new car and, um he had co-signed a loan for me and uh and so it was it was a new beginning it was a fresh start and i went because you know i love my family um but i came from like some dysfunctional you know crazy stuff and i just felt like where i was i was like stuck in this uh you know kind of like dysfunctional soup and i um i thought that uh it would be what we needed to go someplace new and recreate myself. I got to just recreate myself cuz nobody knew me, they didn't know my family, they didn't know me for always, they didn't know I had filed bankruptcy. That you know, I got to just start fresh. And I wasn't running away from anything. So I'm not a fan of the geographical cure. Like when you have a problem, you make a problem, then you think if you move um, you know, then or you run away to a different location, then you'll, you know, your problems won't follow you. Well, I have news. Wherever you go, there you are. But it wasn't about that for me. For me, it was about deciding to be a different way, deciding to really work these tools as if my life depended on it. And I needed to prove it. I needed to prove um, ground. I needed to, um, I needed to prove that, uh, you know, I needed to prove that these principles were working, and that uh, and that um, that I could that I could work the principles, and um, that they would work. <laughs> so we moved to Tennessee, and I used to, um, you know, I would bring Antonio to a playground, and then, you know, we would do different stuff. And I remember I had a little bit of retirement stuff and, you know, that I had from one of my jobs and I cashed out everything. I like used every available. Um, I removed every available option to, um, I liquidated every available option is what I'm saying. So Um, I'm sorry, I'm just watching a conversation going back and forth here. Um, okay, so, anyway, it's not our job to just let me comment on this conversation. I see my people are commenting, and, um, and then someone's commenting, and it's not our job to police you or tell you how to think or anything like that, and if, if there's trouble and you guys are needing help, there's lots of agencies and, and lots of, um, help available out there for people that, um you know, for single moms that need help. So that's not my job and it's not the job of anybody that um, works for me. It's not our job to tell you how to think and it's not our job to judge or evaluate you. It is our job to uh, show you a different way and so that's what I try to do here. I just try to show you options and tools and things that you can do to change your mindset and change your attitudes and change your actions. So not about... not up. Not for us to judge you, not for me to judge you ever. Um, You can think however you want. You can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Not our job to evaluate that or judge it. Simply our job to offer you options, tools, resources, anything that I can think of that might help you. Um, and so that's what the working single mom is all about and that's what our free downloads are all about and that's what these coffee Chats are all about. I am just offering you. I'm telling you what worked for me. I'm telling you what I did I'm telling you and sharing the tools and attitudes that I used and They work and that's what I'm here to report. I'm here to report that I was broke and I was bankrupt and I had nothing and um there have been a couple times in my life that I have been economically challenged and I have worked my way out of it using these tools, changing my mindset, using the very things that I'm telling you to use. And I'm sharing personal story with you this morning because some of you are new to the page and some of you you know, have not been around with me since 2014, since we started this page. And I wanna remind you that I very much know what it's like I very much know what it's like to not have any money. I very much know what it's like to be broke, bankrupt, frightened, feel unworthy, feel crappy, feel shitty, be worried about how I'm gonna feed my kid and provide for him. Um, I didn't get any child support. Um, I didn't take child support. Um, And uh, I actually, yeah, that was my choice. I moved, I moved to Tennessee. And I told my ex-husband to use that money to come and visit. And it was my choice to make a new start for Antonio and I in a different place. So lots of nights in Tennessee, I would put him to bed. And I would go and lay on my bed and I would just cry. And um, I would just cry and cry because I was so scared. I was terrified. I had no backup plan. Um, My grandpa father had passed away and my grandmother was those kind of were like my parents and um I you know obviously I had my mom and everything but I had uh I didn't my backup plan was God that was my backup plan and I realized a lot of you aren't God people and that's fine so for me it was God and for me I just kept saying that God would make me a way where there was no way and and there were so many days months weeks that I didn't see the way I just kept praying and um and and kept moving my feet I kept doing what I'm telling you to do I kept changing my attitude I kept catching myself when I would want to fall into negativity I kept um schooling myself to change my my attitudes and my thoughts and my behaviors and um When I tell you all this stuff, when I tell you what to do to work the tools and everything, like I get what it's like to be crying in your bed at night after you put your kids to sleep or locking yourself in the bathroom on your hands and knees and weeping because you absolutely don't know how you can possibly keep going or how you can make it work or how you're going to do what you need to do. So understand that I know that. I've been there. And then you know, I talk more frequently about when I left my corporate position four years ago now, I think it's been about three and a half four years and i I purposely gave up my huge income because I thought that I should be doing more. I wanted to work for myself, my own corporation, which I've had since two thousand and seven, which I always work part time but I wanted to do only that um and so i I left a very cushy income wise job with no backup plan and so um so you you've heard that story more frequently than you've heard the story of the very beginning when there was the bankruptcy and there was um you know the press board cabinets that were falling apart and the sticky carpets that I had to get remnants to put over and um yeah and and the broken window that I couldn't afford to fix and all of that. So that is the, those are the origin stories. And then there's like the, you know, another bout of having to prove the principles all over again, three or four years ago. And just so you know, I do this work, like the affirmations, the index cards, all the stuff I'm telling you, I do that stuff every single effing day. I do it every day. I spend probably at least a minimum of an hour a day, if not more. Okay, so I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm not talking out my ass to you guys. I'm not saying, oh, you should do affirmations and you should make lists and you should have index cards. And then I'm over here not doing that. I'm doing it. I'm doing it every day. And now I'm at the point where I've taken on some people um, to grow my company. And so now I feel like I'm in that fear, anxiety place all over again because it's time to go to the next level. So every time it's time for you to go to the next level, you're gonna get schooled by the universe, right? You're going to, um, the universe is gonna school you. The universe is going to push you to prove principle and to shore up your attitudes and behaviors and your thoughts and your feelings so that you can move to the next level. Because if you can't change yourself, you cannot hold the new good that you're trying to create. Okay, so when I was living in the middle of, you know, a house where I had to cover the disgusting furniture with new blankets so that it would look, you know, so that it would be okay and it wouldn't look ragtag, and, you know, I was making everything as neat as possible. And obviously it was clean um, and all of that. But, you know, I was broke. I I was broke, broke. <laughs> I was broke, broke. And um, so rather than sit in the middle of that and be a victim of it, I made the best of it, right? I think it's Joel Olstein and also Catherine Ponder. They say, like, Whatever you're in the middle of, you need to bless it and do the best you can with it and make the best of it. Hence, like covering furniture, if you can't afford new furniture, you know, covering it with something and, um, you know, and uh, putting new, you know, pillows or making things and making it nice. And, you know, you do the best with what you have and then you'll elevate and, and you'll create better stuff coming. That's how it works. So you don't get to be in the middle of what it looks like and make it wrong and be pissed about it and be ungrateful and then you're going to get new good. doesn't work like that. You absolutely have to sit in the middle of where you're at and make the best of it. And then, um, you know, you'll you'll elevate to the next level, okay? So when I am giving you these tools and I'm telling you about these practices and I'm Asking you to ask yourself questions and make lists and I encourage those of you that haven't been I would say since the beginning of November We've been working on like cleaning up your stuff cleaning up your states of mind cleaning up your physical space and where we're Getting ready to start creating the 2021 that we want and we're Asking you and helping you to finish your 2020 in a strong way and then create the 2021 that you want so I encourage you to go back and watch or listen to the Coffee Chat shows since the beginning of November. And we, we've kind of had you on a trajectory. And um, the notes for Coffee Chat from this week, I will actually cover, we'll actually go through them next week instead. Um, I felt like there were some of you that needed to hear the story, some of the parts of my story. Because I feel like there's a lot of you in the middle of this stuff and you're going through it and you don't know if you're going to make it out and you don't know if you'll ever not be in debt and you don't know how to change it and you don't know what to do and uh, you feel like um, you might feel like there is no possibility or there's no hope, especially around this time of year. So I'm here to tell you there absolutely is always possibility. There's absolutely always hope. And there's absolutely always your ability to manage yourself and your thinking and your thoughts and your actions and all of that. Um, Patty's asking. She's new. Patty, go back to... um go back in the so the videos you guys the past coffee chats are in the on the Facebook page in the video section you can see every coffee chat video okay so go back to the start at the beginning of November and there's one every Sunday and then as far as notes and tools and things like that go to the working there's a box that says free stuff or free downloads Click that, and it'll take you to our free download page, and there's all kinds of things that you can download there, and we don't ask for your email address or your firstborn child or anything like that. You can just simply print um, the downloads, no questions asked. So those are the things that are available uh, to help you. Um there's always possibility there's always hope and there is always um there is always your ability to regain your power by understanding that you have control over yourself you cannot control the circumstances around you you can absolutely control your response to them so I speak to you from a place of experience. I have worked myself out of hell more than once in my 52 years. I have clawed and crawled and cried and gotten out the other side. And I am well equipped to lead you out as well. Um, That is what I devote myself to as much as I possibly can to showing you that there's a way out of whatever it is that you're suffering from, to showing you that you have everything to do with how your life turns out and showing you the tools to make that happen. So let this be the universe speaking to you this morning in the form of yours truly saying to you that this, too, shall pass whatever you're going through right now, whatever's going on that seems like it's engulfing you and seems like it's insurmountable. it isn't when I sat in a bankruptcy court almost twenty years ago with what I felt like was the bowels of humanity <laughs> um, i i I really was questioning like if I would ever. You know, if I would ever get out of the just all of that, I was, you know, the debt and the the fear and the feeling of unworthiness and man, I just felt dirty and skeevy and I looked around at the people in there and and you know, everyone has different circumstances for why they're there. And uh and I I felt really bad about myself. You know, I really did. I felt like a complete and total failure. Um, and then I knew enough not to buy into that. I knew enough not to own that. I knew enough not to um, put that on like a jacket and wear it. I knew I had practiced enough to know that I had everything to do with where I went from this point forward. And that's when I started to practice this shit as if my life depended on it. And now I can stand here and tell you that I stand on this stuff. I stand on these principles, these tools. I use them every day. I look to them when everything materialistically might seem to be falling apart. I stand on principles, and I stand on the things that I'm teaching you, and I have proven them. I have done where the rubber meets the road. I have tested them. Um, They work. You have to work them. You have to be dedicated enough to change your attitude and your mindset and your daily thinking, speaking, all of that. You have to be willing and you have to be willing to do the hard work because it's hard work when everything around you is telling you that you're worthless or you're a failure or your checkbook looks like you're broke and every single effing world circumstance is coming against you you have to be willing to not be married to the appearance you have to be willing to do the work to work yourself out of that. You have to be willing to police your thoughts and work yourself out of it. It's work, it's work. So if you wanna change your life from where you are to where you wanna go, if you want something different to happen, you absolutely can make it happen. It absolutely is hard work and you're absolutely gonna be sad, angry, scared, and all that shit in the process, cause guess what, it's a process. What I'm here to tell you from sitting on the other side of that is it's possible and you can do it. That's my message to you this morning. It is possible and you can do it and it will take hard work, bottom line. If you don't want to do hard work, if you just want to whine and cry and be a victim of circumstance, then you are listening to the wrong chick and you're on the wrong page. Don't come to my site. Don't watch my Facebook show. Don't listen to my podcast. If you want to be a victim, I'm not your girl. I can't help you. I'm only interested in talking to people that want to do work, that want to do the work to get to where they want to go from where they've been. Those are the people that I wanna help. Those are the people that I can help. So we will um, cover the notes that were supposed to be for this Sunday. We'll talk about it next Sunday. Meanwhile, you can download them and you can take a look at them um, on theworkingsinglemom.com. You can download the coffee chat notes and um, you can start working through some of the questions. And I think what I'm gonna do, I decided. I think that maybe the week between Christmas and New Year's will, um, I'll go live a couple times and we'll work a little bit through that workbook, um, the one that's for sale, uh, the WonderWorks workbook on Amazon.com. It's for sale. You can find the link off my site, the WorkingSingleMom.com, and when you download the packet of notes from, that were supposed to be from today, um, there's a few excerpts from the workbook, and and that's what those notes. That's what those part of those notes are so I apologize for uh going off schedule I just felt like there's somebody that needed to hear this today or some somebodies that needed to hear it that um that you might be sitting in the middle of some stuff that is scary and looks insurmountable to you and it isn't possibility does exist you just have to be willing to do the work And you just have to start, just start doing the work. Every attitude that you change, every affirmation you say, every behavior that you change, things will get a little better. It will get a little easier. You'll prove a little more worthiness to yourself and it will, you will go. It will go. You have to move your feet. You can't just sit around affirming or sit around praying and hope that God or the universe is going to drop a different life on your head. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Irene says she cried for hours last night. Irene, listen to me very carefully. I cried a lot, and I am sitting now on the other side of it. And I, Irene, I promise you, if you will listen to the things and you will work the tools that are available on, you know, to you, anywhere. But we we try to make a lot of them. Av- You know, I try to create things on theworkingsinglemom.com that will help you. But Irene, if you do the work, if you start to change your mindset now, and you start to do some affirmation work and change your attitudes and behaviors and make the best of where you are and be grateful for where you're at, it will shift. It will. I am living, breathing proof of that. Living, breathing proof of the fact that if you're willing to do the work, it will work. It's just like a 12-step program, right? The program works if you work it. All right, you guys, taking up enough of your time, I think, for this morning. Um, Thanks for listening to us. We'll say goodbye to our podcast, folks. Go visit us at theworkingsinglemom.com.